Well, good morning, and thank you for being with us this morning to worship God, to study His Word, to pray together, and to fellowship together. Please open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 20, as we get started this morning. We're going to be talking about our feet today, and shoes, all sorts of shoes, and the purpose for our feet, the purpose of such shoes. Big shoes, little shoes, light shoes, heavy shoes, cleated shoes, non-cleated shoes, casual shoes, dress shoes, specialty shoes for such things as basketball, tennis, football, dancing, baseball, track and field, and even golf. And before I go further, I must admit that a couple weeks ago I was using Mr. Jim Butine as an illustration about tap dancing. It turns out that was a big joke. He does not do tap dancing, or at least not that he wants to admit to. We have many shoes, and just as people may talk metaphorically about the many hats that they wear in life, we may, should, and will talk today of the many shoes which we have and wear, and with which we have for the gospel of peace. But first, please follow along as I read from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 20, which says, finally, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against the flesh and the blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, stand therefore. Stand firm, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Let me repeat that again because that's what we're focusing on today. Stand therefore, we stand firm, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness in that verse 15 today, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. With which one can, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And finally, verse 18, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Thank you for following along with me there. Paul states, finally, finally, Paul works to end this letter, but before ending He tells Christians, brothers and sisters in Christ, that they, we, all of us, all the universal church, all of God's people are in a battle. And this is a spiritual battle. On one side, Satan is lining up his legions, his ranks of fallen angels, demons, and the evil influences he controls. 
to enact his schemes against God's people, his chosen and his plans. Satan, the evil one, is the leader of this army, the commander of this side, and wants to do anything he can to twist the truth of God's righteous ways of living and take glory away from God, to wreak havoc, confusion, anger, frustration, and cause great anxieties upon God's people. But on the other side, we must not lose sight of our side, the other side. God has his army of angels legions, ranks, battalions of angels ready to do his will, to ensure that his plan comes to be in his victory, for he will reign forever. But God also desires to use his people. That's us, those who are set apart by trusting in Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives. And he equips them to be used. He equips us. He wants us to know and proclaim peace. His peace. We as God's chosen people, those who trust in Jesus as Lord and follow him in his righteous ways, are not left to die, to suffer, to live pointless or hopeless lives. We need not be burdened by sin or Satan's schemes any longer. We have power in the blood. Power in the blood of Jesus. We sang this song, and we've sung this song many times, but look at the power in these words. Would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood of Jesus. Would you over a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Today we talk about verse 15 of Ephesians chapter 6, which states, and, and because this is in addition to the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness, and as it continues on in talking about the whole armor which we have on her to put on, and it says, as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Now, some translations may say having feet shod, others may say having feet fitted, sandaled, ready or readied or even strapped. You see, it is important to always be strapped and ready to go. Putting on the gospel of peace of Christ Jesus as Lord in all and for all we do. Let me say that again. You see, it is important to always be strapped and ready to go. Putting on the gospel of peace of Christ Jesus as Lord in all and for all we do. Before moving forward, note though, that's also important to note that there's some connecting words in the previous verses here. Stand, stand firm, stand therefore, stand. Four times so far we've heard this word stand, and it's important for us to see that we must stand with all of this. Don't allow the enemy, don't allow Satan, don't allow his evil spiritual forces or his control of physical forces to catch you sitting down in this spiritual battle. Today, we metaphorically talk about feet and shoes. Why? Because our feet are important. Try getting around without them sometime, you will see what I mean, one pastor said. Shoes are important. Our shoes help to protect us. Our shoes help us to move faster, swifter, and to push forward and compete in races. And they help us to travel abroad great distances. 
But as important as shoes are to us, though, and to athletes who make millions of dollars with their feet, the shoes of the Roman soldier were even more important. In fact, their very lives depended on their feet. They would stand for long hours, both awaiting battle, preparing for battle, and anchoring themselves to the ground with the firm planting of their studded sandal while in battle. They would also walk for long hours and run for long hours as well, all on their feet. It was important for them to protect and provide for their feet, to take care of their feet, that they may not be taken out by the enemy and that they could fight to the fullest of their ability. All people of Paul's day may not have had great footwear, or many options for that matter, not like us today. But it was important for soldiers to have good footwear. And historians today tell us that Roman soldiers wore issued great footwear for their day and age and the struggles they found themselves in. These studded boots, which may have resembled sandals with high-reaching straps, enabled them to cover a lot of ground of very types. And in a short amount of time, you can see a picture there up top of a sandal, or may have been similar to what the Roman soldier had, except I believe that they might have had some studs or some cleats on the bottom, some spikes on the bottom, and they'd have straps that would go up the calf some to, to give them a little bit more support. The spikes on the bottom, like golf cleats, would help them grip the ground and to stand firm during battle or to get them into hard places and back out safely and alive. And they might have had metal, metal plates in the bottom of the sandals as well of what they might have called their boots, their shoes, their sandals, as the metal plates would protect their feet if they were to step on a spike, an arrow, or a trap laid by the enemy. Now, what might we learn from all of this? And from the statement from verse 15 of Ephesians chapter 6, and the armor of God, which states, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Well, first, we must recognize that Paul is not really speaking of our feet or shoes for that matter. He is metaphorically speaking. He has an implied meaning behind this statement. This is where he says, as shoes, as shoes, or just like shoes, we must, I quote, put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. You see, they provide for us, they protect us, and they proclaim us. Or more specifically, just as shoes protect, provide, and help us to move forward, these shoes such as the gospel of peace, because it's really the gospel of peace in Jesus that we're talking of, the gospel of peace provides, protects, and is to be proclaimed. That's the gospel of Jesus. It provides for us. It protects us, and it is to be proclaimed. Now, let's think about our feet. Let's think about this idea of being prepared. You see, we are to be prepared, able to stand, stand firm, stand there, we're told, putting on and being prepared with the gospel of peace, like a Roman soldier who would have his feet prepared, prepared, ready for battle, traps, and intense travel. One of the ways God equips the Christian for battle is with our feet being prepped, shotted, readied with Jesus as our peace. Here's a note for you to write down, an idea. 
living a life of victory means living with Jesus and the gospel of peace held near, dear, and proclaimed. Living a life of victory means living with Jesus and the gospel of peace held near, dear, and proclaimed. We're going to have three big slides back to back here. For when our peace comes from Jesus as Lord and Savior, we can stand firm with peace. But if peace is based on our situations, our world possessions, our relationships with others on earth only, we will always stumble and fall. True peace, ultimate peace, perfect peace, peace, life providing and protecting peace is found in Christ and it is to be proclaimed. Let's move forward here. You see, the shoes we metaphorically wear help us to stand firm in peace when great and troubling times or situations are all around you. But the shoes we wear also help us to move forward with the peace we know and hold near and dear in order to proclaim it to the nations until Jesus returns. This gospel of peace that we speak of is found in Jesus Jesus alone, and it provides for us, it protects us, and it is to be proclaimed by us, to ourselves, to Satan, and to others, to light the way to Jesus. We can move forward, digging deeper and deeper into these ideas, but let's go straight to our applicable points instead. Number one, the feet shotted, fitted, prepared, strapped with the gospel of peace must be, number one, anchored. We are told to stand firm. Shoes are necessary for standing and standing firm for any length of time. They help us to have a good foundation. And talking of shoes today, I think here we could apply cleats. You see, we grip the dirt with cleated shoes like a football player with his cleats grips the dirt. It helps him to stand firm, to be anchored down to the ground as he places those cleats, and he, it helps him be anchored that the opposing team can't push him around quite so easily so that he can remain standing. Our cleats like shoes, our cleats of shoes, help us to remain anchored. But we must remember that we're not speaking of shoes, ultimately, we're speaking of Christ, and we must, as Christians, anchor ourselves in God's word, in truth, in righteousness, as if with cleats. The truth of the gospel of Christ lead, leading to eternal, everlasting peace with our Father God, creator of the heavens and earth in heaven. This is what we speak of. This brings peace, and this battles directly Satan's attack on our peace, our insecurities, our anxieties, as we remember that we are anchored on Christ. Are your feet anchored to the rock, which is Jesus? Remember your salvation, your new life. Remember who lives within you and tell Satan, no, not today. I have Christ within me. I have the Holy Spirit within my life. I have a God who loves me and desires a relationship with me. And I have been reconciled to that God through Jesus and through faith in him. 
Christ is our foundation in this world. No other foundation brings the true peace, the true 100% salvation that he brings. In 1 Corinthians 3.11 states, For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There'll be a lot of scripture references here today. Ephesians 2, 11 to 22 reminds us that through the blood of Christ, we are brought near to God. And in Ephesians 2, 14, Paul tells us that Jesus is our peace. And as we put on Jesus, we are reconciled to God and enjoy the peace of God through the death of Jesus. Romans 5, 1 tells us that. So before we move on, I ask you, will you be anchored and reconciled to God by putting on Jesus as Lord, finding your peace, true peace in him? Do it today. If you know Jesus as your peace, then number two, we move forward. Number two, the feet shod, fitted, prepared, strapped with the gospel of peace must be number two, ready or prepared Shoes, this is your cross-training shoes. The cross-training shoes are ready for anything. They may go for a run on a trail, hiking a trail. They may go play some, a little bit of basketball. They may um, go for a walk or run. They may play some tennis or volleyball. They're cross-trainers. They may not be specialty shoes. We'll get into that later. But they are at least ready and prepared. You see, having one's feet ready with shoes on is a sign that you are really ready to walk out the door and get walking. You are ready to move. I think it's important to note here is often we ask if our kids are ready to get out the door or maybe my wife will ask if I'm ready to get out the door as I'm trying to finish up last moment things. And we look to the feet and we see, are there shoes on? And we say, no, you're not ready. Your shoes aren't on. Are our shoes on? Have we put them on? Are we ready and prepared what the enemy wants, for what the enemy wants to throw at us? Are we ready and prepared for what God wants to do in us and through us? Are you ready to move? For you see, a Christian is to always be ready or prepared to move and to speak of Christ, to defend our faith, and to share our faith. Are you ready? What's preventing you from being ready? We all have excuses. Well, I just don't know enough. Or I'm afraid of this or that. Well, then how are we making ourselves ready? How are we preparing? And then how are we depending on the Holy Spirit who resides within us to help us through those things and then stepping out in faith? We must share the gospel with someone who has not heard it. We're commanded to the world around us is dying. Spiritually, they're dying. Physically, they're dying. Emotionally, they're dying. And we have the answer. To do this, we must ask people if they have heard the gospel of Jesus. Ask people if they, if they have heard of how to find true peace. You can have your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace by always being ready to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And if you have faith in Jesus as your Savior, one of the most important things you can do is share that faith with others. But this helps not just others, it helps you as well because it helps you remember the peace that you have. Every believer should be prepared to give an answer for what is within him when the opportunity comes. How are you preparing? 
Are you preparing at all? 2 Timothy 4.2 states to preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. We must be careful in how we study the word and then how we apply it and teach it. Don't misconstrue God's word. Don't add works into it. Look to the grace. Look to the love. Look to the sanctification. Look to the evidence which will come after. First Peter 3.15 tells us, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. And finally, Paul says of Jesus in Ephesians 2.17 that Jesus, he proclaimed the good news of peace. He proclaimed with his words, with his teachings, with his actions, and with his life. We must be like Jesus. He is our teacher in whom we are to be more like each day, prepare to proclaim and the same peace, a peace which only Jesus gives and we have. Number three, moving forward, these feet, the feet shod, fitted, prepared, strapped with the gospel of peace, readied, must be anchored, ready, and number three, walking. We do not just stand, stand firm and prepare. Sooner or later, we must walk. We must start moving forward and we start by walking. Speaking of shoes, this is that solid, dependable walking shoe. Every one of us has our favorite walking shoe, the one we wear day to day that we can depend on. We must walk in the light, Ephesians 5, 7 to 14 tells us. We must be walking in Christ, imitating God. We must also be walking forward in faith. And as we share several scriptures of this point, I say this shoe may also be like a dress shoe as we walk forward proclaiming Christ. It's like a dress shoe which is able to make the gospel look good. Because it's not us, we don't make the gospel look good. It's Jesus. We allow Jesus to be seen through our walk. It's also like a specialty shoe. You know, those basketball shoes, tennis shoes, golf shoes, whatever. All those different shoes, those specialty shoes... Because the gospel is to be taken everywhere. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Walking forward with the good news of Christ being born of a virgin. Fulfilling hundreds of prophecies. Living a sinless life to be crucified. Bleeding and dying for our sins upon the cross of Calvary. Buried and raising from death and the grave in victory. Walking forward in faith, knowing that he reigns in heaven by the Father's side. And we are walking forward in his righteousness. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 tells us, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. This is how we walk. We walk in that way. We walk by trusting in him, acknowledging him, and the peace we have because of him. We walk forward. Satan wants you to walk backwards. We walk forward knowing what we have. We walk forward proclaiming the gospel of peace to the nations. Let's start with those around us. Too often we have too big of goals. We want to reach the nations, but we don't even speak to those close to us. There is no doubt about it. God wants to use you to do these things. The Great Commission found in Matthew 28, 19 tells us to go. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Romans 10, 13 to 15 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Let me tell you, God can declare his good news through his creation. And he does. But God wants to use you too. And he prepares us. This Romans verse was a quote from Isaiah 52, 7, which states, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to, to Zion, your God rangs. Let's run with this. Number four, the feet shod, fitted, prepared, strapped with the gospel of peace must be running. These are the running shoes, your great running shoes, and we must be fitted for these running shoes, fitted by God. You see, just as when you buy a good pair of running shoes, now any serious runner in here would know, you just don't go to Kohl's and buy the first thing you, you see off the shelf. You go get fitted to make sure you have the right size. You go get fitted to make sure you have the right type of shoes. You need a shoe for overpronators, underpronators, neutral. What that means is when your feet run, do your feet tend to lean to the outside, the inside, or stay right in the middle? Do your toes go in or out or straight forward? We must make sure that we are fitted properly with the right shoes, and these shoes are the shoes of Christ and the gospel of peace. Don't be cheap in this. Don't try and make your own shoes. This is crucial for we run towards a finish line and we must run this race which is set before us. Run from sin, run towards pleasing God, run to do his will and glorify him with your life. We have the gospel of peace of Christ within us to help us. Hebrews 12.1 tells us, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Notice how it says, Let us also lay aside every weight. We can lay aside the weights, the burdens of this life, because we have a peace of Christ which goes beyond our own understanding. We have a peace of God within our lives, which helps us to throw away those weights as we recognize all that we have through him. Run forward for Christ. Run towards Christ. Run with Christ. Remember all he has done for you. Hebrews 12 goes on in verse 2 to say, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And finally, our last point before getting to the closing, finally, number five, lastly, number five, the feet shod, fitted, prepared, strapped with the gospel of peace must be, number five, steadfast. This is your heavy work boots. The Timberland pros, the Ariots, the Rovering, the Irish Setters, the Red Wing of Boots, those good, heavy, sturdy, dependable boots, which you can plant down and grip through any type of environment, any mud, 
any swamp, you can get through. Now, I know this sounds a little bit like number one with being anchored, but it is in fact different. For we must be steadfast in remembering that we are not alone and we are awaiting a great future. We are not alone and we are awaiting a great future. Listen up. The end of the Great Commission found in Matthew 20, 18, 28, 19, reminds us of this as Jesus says, Behold, I am with you. Always to the end of the age. 1 John 4, 4 tells us, little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Romans 8, 8 reminds us to consider our present sufferings not worthy of comparing with the glory to be revealed. You see, we must be steadfast knowing that the gospel of peace, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the salvation we have in him gives us hope for tomorrow and the great glory of God being revealed. All of this helps us as we stand steadfast today. God is with us. Jesus has saved us. He is greater than Satan who is in the world. We may look forward to Jesus' return, and we should. This brings peace to our lives. Remember Romans 8, 28 to 39, which speaks of knowing that for those who love God, all things work together for good. His good. Lift your chins, lift your eyes, lift your faces, lift your heads and look up yonder and be prepared for Jesus will come again and will save and reign forever. Find peace in knowing that this is not yet the end. And we'll know when it's here. Jesus is with us. Let's work to close, work to end. I want to remind you, remind you all, that our feet and being fitted with this gospel of peace in Christ is to be used in three ways. For God and his purposes, for ourselves and for others. These shoes of peace, the gospel of Christ and the peace it brings to one's life is meant to use to, go, to do God's work and glorify him. It's meant to bring us peace personally, to protect our peace. And it's meant to proclaim, it's meant to bring peace to others. Jesus and his peace provides, protects, and proclaims. I believe that we often fail, though, at remembering one or two of the above. Maybe we are so busy trying to bring peace to our own lives that we fail to look to proclaim the gospel of peace to others. Maybe we are so busy helping others find peace that we fail to care for ourselves. Maybe we are so busy trying to please God and do his work that we overlook ourselves and others. We, we fail to do what we're, we're even trying to do. God intends us to do all three things and he intends us to do it with him, with his armor, with all of it. We stand in his might, in his strength, in his armor. Fit yourself with the gospel of peace. Do not allow Satan to manipulate you into worry and confusion. Anchor yourself, be ready or prepared. Walk the walk, run the race. Be steadfast. The gospel of peace found in Christ is used for all five of these things. You see, Satan tries to create worry, anxiety, confusion, and thoughts of hopelessness. But knowing Jesus and fitting your life with the gospel of peace, which he brings, gives peace. Look to Jesus. Put on Jesus. Stand firm with Jesus in his peace. Help others to look to Jesus too. Put on Jesus too. He is sufficient 
to overcome the legions of fallen angels. Let us therefore make walking with Christ our lifestyle. Meditate on his word, do what is right, and rest on the power of the blood of Jesus for peace. We will overcome the evil one, for Jesus does overcome the evil one. Jesus is victorious. Our God reigns. This world tries to offer peace, but nothing on this earth will give you the peace, the rest, like Jesus offers. Come, all who are weary, come to the cross. Lay aside your burdens at the feet of Jesus and find peace, true peace. Trust in Jesus as Lord and profess with your mouth that you believe. Remember, remember, as we close, remember, living a life of victory means living with Jesus. The gospel of peace held near, dear, and proclaimed. Put on and use the gospel of peace of Christ to be anchored, ready or prepared, walking, running, and to be steadfast in him. Don't try to find peace in our situations, our worldly possessions, or relationship with others on earth. Find peace in Christ as Lord. Find true peace, which will never fail you and will always save you by looking to Christ all the time. Let me repeat that and then we'll pray. Find true peace, which will never fail you and will always save you by looking to Christ, by looking to Christ all the time. Remember, there's power in the blood of Jesus. Let me close in prayer. Lord, we thank you for, yes, there is power in the blood of Jesus. And we often get so caught up in our anxieties, our worries, our struggles, our fears. I pray for us to remember that there is peace in the gospel of Jesus Christ as Lord. And this peace provides, it protects, and it is to be proclaimed. May we put it on like a shoe, all types of shoes, to allow us to be anchored, prepared, walking, running, and to be steadfast until your return. And it's in your holy and powerful name we pray. Amen.